Hey everyone, you're tuned into InfoQuench with Jeff and Amy. Join us as we talk about anything and everything. All the stuff that makes life interesting. So let's get to it. Hey everybody and welcome to InfoQuench. I'm your host Jeff. And I'm Amy and this is part three of Unsolicited Advice. Part three, we promised it was coming and here it is. It is, so we're going to jump straight into it. The next bit of advice is, you are what you do, not what you say, not what you believe, not how you vote, but what you spend your time on. Yeah, but what if you spend the time, your whole time, like you don't have any family and and you you clean sewers for a living? Well, then that's what you do. You're a sewer. You are a sewer cleaner. Nothing more. Nothing less. Maybe you're Oscar the Grouch. Maybe you're Oscar the Grouch. I always wanted to know what was in his garbage can. Probably a lot of garbage. I always thought it was really cool. I pictured like this, you know, huge yeah. mansion beneath the street and that he he just had like this the, facade the, of being, uh, you know, just a little can of garbage and then underneath was just this, you know, He just popped his head up out of like the... Just a paradise of Sesame Street. The garbage street. can tube, basically. <laughs> um. There is no limit on better. Talent is distributed unfairly, but there is no limit on how much we can improve with what improve with what we start with. Yeah, that's true. I agree with that. I mean, you can always get better at no matter what it is that you uh, try to accomplish in life. I always try but, to think of an exception to the rule. I'm trying to think there's going to be... But striving for perfection is not necessarily a positive goal, in a way. I mean, perfection doesn't exist, right? Well, and the whole idea of, well, limit, so perfection maybe does exist in some scenarios. Yeah. But like, for instance, when you talk about always getting better, I think about the fact that someone's continually running one mile faster and faster. Well, there'll be a point when, I don't know, they reach zero. (laughs) They just blink and they've somehow magically covered a mile. I don't know, but there has to be a point. With well, some what was things the fastest where you that someone ran a mile? I knew you were going to ask me that. I, I don't thought know. you knew. I, I don't know right that off there. the head. Well, for the longest time, people didn't uh, break the four-minute mile, but then, okay. but then that was broken. And no, I don't know that statistic offhand. Yeah. But we'll just move on. And a mile is how many kilometers? One point six kilometers 1. in 6. the mile. Wow, that's fast, man. This is a little bit more practical piece of advice. If you lose or forget to bring a cable, adapter, or charger, check with your hotel. What? That's one of them? Yes. Not <laughs> your you hotel. Your it's not like if you own a hotel. If you no. own a hotel, you can probably buy your new, a new charger. But the hotel you're staying at. Most hotels now have a drawer full of cables, uh, adapters, chargers that other people have left behind. And probably have the one you are missing. You can often claim it after borrowing it. Wow. You can just say, I'm going to keep this. Yeah. Maybe they I have the exact this. one you're missing because they stole it from your room. So That's you'd right. have to go and ask them for yeah. it. Or they have it from your last stay, you know, when you <laughs> forgot it there. And Not then, in COVID days now. They can't COVID. be sharing adapters. Wow. Those things will change. Things will smooth over in the change. We'll all be sharing adapters like it was. In the adapter world. Yeah. 2019. Yeah. All right. The next one. Hatred is a curse that does not affect the hated. It only poisons the hater. 
release a grudge as if it was a poison. Oh, yeah. That I've heard this before, too. I've heard this one in different forms. I wonder who said forms, that, Rephrased. It's, it would be really good I to know. I said it just now. Well, you did just say but it But these bits of, uh, bits of advice, just as a reminder, if you... If you didn't check out parts one and two, uh, make sure you backtrack and check those out. But these are from Kevin Kelly. That's it, yeah. A, uh, co-founder of Wire Magazine compiled these bits of advice in uh, celebration you, of his 68th birthday. You delved a little deeper into this uh, This, Yeah, follow, he's quite a philanthropist. He's an interesting guy. I, I encourage you to Google him because he's done some really neat things. Like, for instance, one foundation he started is just focused on catalog- cataloging all species in yeah. the world. That is fascinating it's quite an undertaking that's he's like noah or something he's you know? like darwin of well you know what's really interesting too is that uh this is one of the people one of the per- one person that is surrounded by this guy named tim ferris right like tim ferris surrounds himself with very very enigmatic you know intelligent people it seems i know i'm still plowing through the uh tools of titans book by tim ferris and it is it's really great you've been reading that forever I have. It's a, it's a, well, you don't really get a good handle when you're reading a book electronically in terms of how massive mm. it is, but this one's, is quite a beast. It's 600 and something pages. Oh, okay. I didn't know it was that big. But really, I mean, what he's done is just interviewed all of these amazing people, you know, just those who are just top of the game in their fields from musicians, artists, politicians, um, philosophers, just every, every walk of life and just taken sort of the best bits of advice, their their daily routines, books that they would recommend, um, and just compiles them. So each yeah. chapter is just focused on one individual. It's really interesting, fascinating book with so yeah. much. I'm continually doing screenshots because there's so much. And highlighting things and like, yeah, that's cool. Yes. I know. Sometimes I miss having a paper book. Like that, I think feel like that. I can't read a book I, unless it's paper. I know. Really. I mean... I read stuff online. And you but take I can't. up all the room in the house with your paper books, so I have to keep all mine electronically to keep the balance of the force. Plus, you don't want to buy paper books. On to the next advice. Be prepared. When you are 90% done, any large project, a house, a film, an event, an app, the rest of the myriad details will take a second 90% to complete. <laughs> That's so true. How many things have you started where you're just near the finish line and then it's so hard to get? get it past oh, the finish yeah. line I'm like i that. definitely i definitely agree be prepared for that, I like that sometimes with project. books that i'm not really super into i'm like but I, I gotta finish it i gotta finish this book i started it and you know you never know there might be some kind of a twist ending that i i just need to stick around for so you stick around to the end of the book but sometimes yeah it takes that 90 percent to get through the book you know it was uh interesting i was listening to another podcast uh this week I think it was actually an episode of Amanda Hansen's uh, oh, okay. podcast. Um, uh, the uh, women, I'm going to get the name incorrect. Woman, uh, d- women disrupted okay. podcast um, that she started up. But she talked about, you know, if you're reading a book you don't like, do you push on and finish it? Right. And I've often done that, but I think as I, I get older and I've run out of time, I'm running out of time. It's a very <laughs> good question because I do both. I do both. I always gauge it on really what do i really need to finish this book you know like is this is this book going to be valuable like has have i gotten value up to the point and if i haven't then i'm not going to finish it well it's really you know do you see that it is it is it a failure in not finishing it and also if you if you feel like you're not enjoying it are you only wasting more time by continuing to read it so hmm 
That's All right. True. When you die, you take absolutely nothing with you except your reputation. Yeah, you might not even take that. <laughs> well, I guess it's an interesting way of phrasing it. But yes, definitely. I mean, your reputation is what Who you knows? leave behind, right? No or one's what? reported back yet that it died. So, Before you are old, attend as many funerals as you can bear and listen. Nobody talks about the departed's achievements. The only thing people will remember is what kind of person you were while you were achieving. Right. Unless you were in it. <laughs> a-hole then, yeah. then people just talk about your achievements I almost swore there that's i know brilliant. i would gotta keep it clean yeah. for apple Podcasts. yeah we don't want to get that strike it almost slipped but yeah no i i agree but you know people actually i don't know if i agree with that one because i feel like at, at your funeral people are going to remember everything about you if you wrong them at some point they're not going to forget that just because you passed away no but they're probably not going to stand up and talk about it unless you're watching oh, absolutely a tv not. show and absolutely the... yeah unless you're on a tv show yeah absolutely not they're not gonna <laughs> although yeah i mean i'm sure it's happened i'm sure it's happened oh yeah i don't know if people can hear the i find that we've been recording our podcast a bit earlier and there's a lot of uh, a lot more traffic in the background yeah and uh but if you know if you're if you're walking around listening to the podcast or if you're in your car you may not notice because you're you're hearing other traffic too so we just would just count it as uh interesting sound effects because it's not something we can control yeah with the many things that are going on in well the we haven't today. had any harleys yet though so and then we would just have to stop talking completely and just let it be the harley hour i know yes not just harley all motorcycles with all motorcycles well not well i guess there are some quiet ones yeah all right we a lot of these ones have sort of focused on on death and this made me think about the uh the i, I did recently read a, a bit about kevin kelly and one of the things that he did yeah is he actually has a countdown ca- calendar on his computer so he oh, looked yeah. up his you told me about this this is weird i know i, I told you but i thought i might yeah tell the story else. for the yeah, other people ahead. who might be listening yeah it's not just you and me. Well, it is right now, but then... The cat. The cat hasn't the heard cat, the story yet. The cat yet. has been um, No, well, basically what he did is he looked up his life expectancy, or calculated his life expectancy using actuarial tables or some sort of calculator online, and worked out how many days he would have left to live if he were to live until his average life expectancy or mm-hmm. anticipated... And he just finds that by having a countdown calendar of how many days are remaining, it really focuses on to try to get the most out of life. Yeah, it sounds morose, but I mean, I, I've told you I looked you up this, mine. We've talked about this before, that how, how death is is part of life, right? I mean, it a is, lot of people see death as like a, you know, a punch in the face, but it's... it's sometimes actually, it is. <laughs> it, well, sometimes it is. It's true. Sometimes... But I think it's... Uh, you get a little bit more punch in the face, but... It's like gratitude. <laughs> yeah. It's about, you know, it's about gratitude for the day that you have ahead of you and making the most of each day. So, so I did this. Well, yeah, you, I looked up my life expectancy. I did really? a few different online calculators. I don't think you told me this. No, I didn't because I just did it recently. Okay. And, and so, I figure... Um, did you do mine? I think the average life expectancy for a woman in... in uh, in Canada at the moment is like 84, 84. Something. but I, I plug my stuff into a calculator, like family history and all that. And I seem to be a little bit closer to 81, 82. So mm-hmm. I used 81 and with 81, I have like 14,000, it was 14,300 and something days left. Okay. Wow. That was a lot of days. And I was thinking, 
that's a lot of days. I don't really need to start counting the days for a while. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe when I get down to like 5,000, I'll start looking so at the days. <laughs> you could even go further than that, right? And then com- <laughs> compartmentalize each day. So you could like get as much as you could out of each day until you died. Well, he actually talks about even breaking your life up into five-year blocks. Like if you looked at how many five-year mm. chunks you had, and then what do you want to focus each five-year you know, whether it's, uh, you know, a major career advancement or traveling during that five-year period, so. Yeah, that makes sense, I guess. Anyways, it's just something to think about. I like about, the idea. Or not, if. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I was just going to say, I like the idea of, like, doing the economy of time. Like, if you have, you know, if you, you spend an hour doing this, learning this, and then spend an hour doing that. But I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not as, you know, I'm not detailed like that, as you know. I'm aware. Mm. I am mm-hmm. aware. Mm-hmm. Um, for every dollar you spend purchasing something substantial, expect to spend, or sorry, expect to pay a dollar in repairs, maintenance, or disposal by the end of its life. So basically, mm. whatever you spend on something, you'll spend the equivalent just maintaining it and, and keeping it. Oh, I mean, that's very true. And well, you know what, though? We've had some things forever. Like, well, we don't really maintain a lot of... A lot of times we'll just wear them into the ground. Knock on wood, we've been really lucky that we don't really have to maintain things. Like, we haven't, you know... I mean, we've had the same TV since we bought this house. Like, a lot yeah, of people we, And we're not putting TVs. a dollar into that TV. Like, crazy. No, I know. I even... I remember a while back, I kind of mentioned, hey, maybe uh, maybe a better picture would be nice. And you're like, nope, not nope, until... No, not this, getting rid of it till not, it breaks. Not until it just kaput, so... There might be some sabotage coming soon. Well, some television the, sabotage. Older televisions, I think, last <laughs> better than, than the newer ones. That was not cheap either. Anyway, let, let's not talk about our TV, the whole freaking podcast. Fascinating content. Okay, sorry. I really like this one. This is very fitting for to, for 2020. If you like when, it, I like it. When crisis and disaster... What? I could try that one again. <laughs> when crisis and disaster strike, don't waste them. No problems, no progress. No problems, no progress. That's true. We're making a lot of progress in 2020. We really are. Right, Charlie, Charlie even agrees. Right, Charlie? Charlie? Yeah, now you don't want to do it. Now you don't want to yank. All right. When you get an invitation to do something in the future, ask yourself, would you accept this if it was scheduled for tomorrow? Not too many promises will pass that immediacy filter. (laughs) That's true because I am one of those people who will not say yes to things that are in the very near future because I I need time to mentally prepare for things. You do. I don't. But you just do. drop plans. Yeah, I can do that. The I only can time just... I can let go of that a bit, I feel like, is when I'm traveling. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm in that mindset. But you but don't in... do it right away. You you take a few days to, to yeah settle, to decompress to decompress and be able because you are more than anybody I know aren't used to just doing nothing like for long periods of time. And that's all <laughs> I do. So <laughs> you do some things. No, I I guess I do. Yeah. <laughs> Art is what you I sleep leave a out. Lot. What oh, art is what you leave out? Yeah, that's true. Same with music. Same with music. I mean, well, music is art. Dance, whatever. What does that mean? Well, isn't is jazz? What do they say about jazz? It's the notes in between or something. Yeah, it's the notes you don't play that are more that that are equally important 
as to the ones. I don't that understand you do. that at all. I can't even pretend to understand what that even means. The really? notes you don't play, but that's not what you're listening well, to. Well, when you're listening to, say, Miles Davis play like a saxophone, or a, sorry, a trumpet solo, and when he takes those pauses between notes, it lets you reverberate the notes that he already played. It, it, they soak in a little bit more. And, and then there's a, the, the anticipation of what notes that he may play. And that makes really great music. So it's like somebody giving a really great speech and they take a, you know, that pregnant pause take, to yeah. allow the listener to absorb what they've said. It's, yeah, that's exactly it. That's equally important to like what they do say, you know, definitely. Hmm. Well, there you go. I learned something. See, I thought when I read that art is what you leave out, is what in what you leave out, I was thinking of like negative space. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I don't know. What you don't paint. Well, I mean... <laughs> or maybe an actual negative, like a, a, a pho- pho- photography negative. It could be that as well. It's it open to interpretation for sure. This one is very important. And my mother taught me this lesson at a very young age. Um, don't say anything about someone in email you would not be comfortable saying to them directly. Because eventually they will read it. Now, yeah. my mother didn't use, she didn't say email because email wasn't a thing. She used Telegram. Oh, she just I'm said, just joking. Well, she said never write down anything that you wouldn't want somebody else to read. Oh, yeah. And I think in today's day and age, that's even more important because things circulate so readily. You have you know, to admit, though, when we were in high school and junior high and stuff, when you're passing back notes back and forth and stuff, oh, you yeah. let it all out. Well, and, you the, didn't. and the folding. Do you yeah, remember you the folding techniques of notes? I can't believe he did that. Can you believe? What a jerk. Like, you know, I'm sure you wrote things like that. And then. Never, honey. I never wrote But then such you things. learned, right? Then you learned. <laughs> no, but I think it's a good practice. I think it's a good practice in business and, and, and in personal life. I agree. Um. Let's see. Acquiring things will rarely bring you deep satisfaction, but acquiring experiences will. Uh, I mean, that's an easy agree. I don't know if I agree with that one, because I'm I'm in the process of getting some wireless headphones. But that's for the experience. Yeah, but I need, I really want to have those to enjoy the experience. Right, but you're not. It's not just the owning. Well. Okay. If I own those earbuds, it's going to make my experience of running that much better. But if they just sit in a box. By the way, they're 200 bucks. Acquire, what's going on with the cat? <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. I don't know. He's doing some kind of Shakespearean <laughs> soliloquy over there. I don't know. He's Charlie really... Gips. <laughs> Sorry. Jeff sounds like such a mean cat owner. I'm not. I, I love him. And he I know. just knows. I'm the, I'm the best cat owner. He knows my I mean business voice <laughs> and hiss. No, I, 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 I joke because Jeff is so kind to our cat. Not that I'm not kind. Yeah. I'm just I'm just not as kind. Yeah. All right. How to apologize. These are the instructions. Quickly, specifically, sincerely. Something Trump has never done. But no, I, I, I <laughs> Isn't agree. Isn't that true? Yeah. You, you, do, you really do. And you have to, I think there has to be some kind of a, punctuality to it as well you can't wait like 15 years to apologize well that's the quickly oh yeah okay that's there's only three go. things so quick <laughs> fast and, no no and quick hurried. and fast are the same thing <laughs> i know i'm joking <laughs> quick all right quickly quickly specifically specifically get specifically don't just be say i'm sorry yeah. it's i'm sorry for what and do yeah. it sincerely don't yeah. bother don't if it's not sincerely don't even bother another thing though is you really got to mean it yes 
<laughs> which is sincerely. <laughs> Sorry, I just play with you now. Okay, let's go to the next one. All right, that's okay. While you while you're making fun of me, I'm just, you know, doing other things. Well, you're always <laughs> doing something. Reading my Tim Ferriss book, and you're always doing something. When someone is nasty, rude, hateful, or mean with you, pretend they have a disease. That makes it easier to have empathy toward them, which will soften the conflict. Wow. That goes back to your thing when someone cuts you off in traffic and you're like, hey, they may not be a jerk. They just may be on the way to the hospital with a pregnant well, yeah, it's wife a, or something. I, it's, yeah, a paradigm shift. Yeah. You know, if you, if you think about it as, you know, that person might be, maybe they got news that one of their loved ones was in a... I got to say, that's really hard for know, me to think of because I always think that they're just jerks. I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. I do. I do, I do as well. And sometimes well. they are still jerks. And sometimes, uh, you but know. But it's not easy sometimes. And a lot, yeah. Sometimes I'm wrong, but I find I'm happier if uh, I think people are kind. I've grown to have a little bit more road rage as I get older, by the way. I think you've noticed it. I've noticed it. Yeah. I oh know. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Oh my, I had road oh rage in my younger years, but then I, I grew out of it. Yeah. Um. Eliminating clutter makes room for your true treasures. True. That's a true it's statement. True. You really don't want to be famous. Read the biography of any famous person. I know. It's That's true. There's never it's never like a I laid on a beach No <laughs> and drank margaritas. But you know what though? An author is their job is to make that person's life sound amazing. They could make your life sound amazing. They could like make my life. Sound that's amazing. true. Maybe they're looking for the drama. But well, that's the salacious details are what sell books. I was listening to uh, Vanessa Vandervalk on uh, CBC C- Information yes. More. No, no, no. Actually, uh, I think it was the show shift. after Vanessa's. No. Is it shift? I was listening to CBC. Okay. I'm gonna mess this up completely. But it was tonight. But there was a guy who uh, from Black River, New Brunswick, and he was basically just trying to fix a backboard for. Uh, uh, like a basketball yeah. court in a community center. And he had gone on a Reddit thread to try to get some advice on how to do it. Like he was uh, working with metal and all this. Right. Long story short, some famous basketball player happened to see the thread uh, from, and he just volunteered to buy everything that they needed to redo the the whole the, the court the whole court wow yeah. that's fantastic i wonder who that was um I'll i know and they up. said the name i know you don't you and don't. i don't remember any names of if anybody. i had heard it i might remember the name but <laughs> so anyways this is a really great story about just somebody who's famous who plays was, basketball happened to randomly see something on a reddit thread and they are he's actually a reti- i think he's a retired basketball player could be anybody could be michael jordan no if it was a name that was really common i would know it but it probably is. I just don't know basketball very well. Okay. A vacation plus a disaster equals an adventure. Yeah, I would abs- absolutely. If you live to tell about it. Do you remember when we were in the Kennebec? We oh, were going yes. in a double double kayak and... Uh, I felt it was, like it was a it was like a Reader's Digest story. That's what I said, Jeff. And that was it was it was Jeff and I had just started dating and we'd got decided to go kayaking in Maine, and well, we decided to go camping in Maine, and and I said, well, we should do this little kayaking tour, and I thought it would be like this group kayaking thing where we would all just lazily go down this the Kennebec River on these kayaks. So I, I phoned up and I. And they, we went up and they basically said, well, like, there's no guide and there's nobody else booked, so it's just the two of you. So just get in your kayaks and go down the river and look for a sign 
There's a uh, small sign on a tree, and that's where you should get out because that's where your your campground is. I know. And the river was huge, and the and just as we oh, got into the, the kayaks, storm clouds, the storm were, clouds came in. It was like a two and a half hour. Yeah, like, it was a long, long. In these, it was great though. It was beautiful. And but then later, was, you told me you couldn't even swim. Oh, At least you we had didn't life. know that then. I didn't know okay, that then. Yeah, no, we, we must just, have just met then. And we, <laughs> we decided to go camping and risk our lives in kayaks. And yeah. I, it did feel like a Reader's Digest story, though. I thought someone I would be writing about us and our tragedy and our stupidity. <laughs> Somehow we saw the little tiny sign on yeah, the tree that said, get out here with your kayaks. And Then we called them, and then they had to come and get us. And then they put the kayak in the back of the truck. And Well, no, that was where we were supposed to get out. I think we just, they said, drag oh. the kayaks up onto the shore and leave them. And it was a really sketchy operation. Yeah, I don't know how we lived. And Maine was like a mosquito haven. I'm surprised there wasn't someone waiting to kill us when we pulled up on the shore. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, the mosquitoes. Deliverance style. Oh, that was horrible. All right. Um, Learn how to take a 20-minute power nap without embarrassment. Oh, yeah. I love 20-minute power nap. Actually, 20 minutes is is the max nap that won't screw up my evening sleep. Yes, I've heard that. I've heard 30 minutes, actually, sort of like anything beyond that, you get into the deep sleep that'll, then you feel more groggy afterward. But there's nothing like a a nap, like a couch nap. No, absolutely. Couch naps are the best. And you know, in my older age, I can sleep on my back on the couch now, which is incredible. What? That isn't something that you can do? No, I could always, my whole life, I've only been able to sleep on my side. It's pure exhaustion that allows me to sleep on my back. Yeah, pure and utter. <laughs> That's what we get when we get older. But 100% there's like, uncut exhaustion. But there is a certain <laughs> level of embarrassment. People don't want to admit that they take naps. They're like, no, I don't really need sleep. I only Einstein sleep was this a big many napper. hours a night. Or I, oh, yeah. I, I, it's important Take two for or three that. a day he did. Really? Yeah. Jeez. I might be making that up, but he was a napper. <laughs> Could be making this all up. Yeah. All right. I'm okay. Here's another bit of his advice. I'm positive that in 100 years, much of what I take to be true today will be proved to be wrong, maybe even embarrassingly wrong. And I try really hard to identify what it is that I am wrong about today. Yeah, that is that is very true. That's all growing up, though. You don't know everything. No, but even the things that we take to be scientific fact. Yeah. Change. Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm trying to think of one, but I can't come up with a, sci- <laughs> a, a, a scientific What's uh, science? analogy. What is science? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure like there were people who were convinced that that Earth was flat. There's still people that think that <laughs> there the are, Earth I know, is flat. Those people. Conspiracy theorists. Over the long term, the future is decided by optimists. To be an optimist, you don't have to ignore all the many problems we create. You just have to imagine improving our capacity to solve problems. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Because it's not until you have your blinders on. I consider myself very much to be an optimist. Yes. Um, And it, yes, I definitely, I don't have my blinders on to what's happening in the world around us. But at the same time, I try to focus on, on the good that's happening, the opportunity for progress, you know, the change that will come about. And here's one. The universe is conspiring behind your back to make you a success. This will be much easier to do if you embrace this. Oh, this is embarrassing. I don't know how to say this word. Okay, what is it? (laughs) Where is it? Huh? Pranoa? Pranoia. Pranoia. 
You don't know either. I have no idea. I've never even seen that word. Pronoia. I should have, really should have reread that. Just spell it and then let our listeners. P-R-O-N-O-I-A. I almost want it to say paranoia, but I don't think that that's what it's supposed to say. No, it's not paranoia. Oh, no. I, I've never seen that word, so I, I would have absolutely no idea what it means. I think the best idea is for me to just keep talking and you to look it up. You know, you to look up the definition, and then you can tell me and our listeners it's what the, the belief that the universe is conspiring in your favor. Wow, there's a word for that. Yeah, that's incredible. What we an should, awesome word! Too. We should put it on T-shirts and then have people say, "What does that word mean?" Actually, they probably already know. We're the only two people in the world that don't know what that word means. I know. Well, I'm still amazed at how many words I don't know. And you know what, though? Life is a learning experience. And then we die. Well, I'm going to just do this quick little... We're going to learn how to pronounce it. Pranoia. Pranoia. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, stop it. If you ever need to know how to pronounce a word, just listen to it on YouTube. Pranoia. <laughs> <laughs> and then promptly forget how to pronounce any word because because <laughs> it does it doesn't even sound like a person <laughs> i think that that will be the one that we end on this has been fun i really enjoyed this yes i love talking about little bits of life advice some of i just love talking others. to you my love yes it's and been our a listeners. good time yes looking forward to the next episode thanks for listening everybody and we'll see you in the next episode Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can catch up on past episodes at infoquench.com. Or just about anywhere else you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And help spread the word about InfoQuench. Till Til next, next time. time.